It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Hope you're doing well. Zach Blackerby here with you. Fun show lined up today. We got a little news, a little rumor from some message boards. And then we'll jump into what DJ Williams said to the media. And then also what Roger McCreary said. So, the Big Ten is back. If you're interested in that, we have a ton of podcasts throughout the Locked On Podcast Network that can bring you that information. Um, It doesn't affect Auburn a whole lot unless they make the playoff this year. I think it affects them uh, next year when they play in Penn State. Um, that's that's about it. Um, the NCAA has extended the recruiting dead period. The NCAA put out a tweet. Uh, their official Twitter account said the dead period now runs through January 1st. That means schools uh, such as Auburn can't host recruits on campus or evaluate them in person off campus till they bring in the new year. Phone calls and electronic communication are still allowed, so that'll be interesting to see. Um, as far as message board chatter right now, JJ, the Auburn fan on um, the body get of the message board on Auburn Undercover, and if you have not subscribed there and you listen to the show regularly, you need to absolutely do that. Absolutely do that. But he has a, a contact, and you know he's got some cred on the board, um, so I think this is worth mentioning just based on a, a conversation he had with someone, but thought these notes were interesting, and some of them are pretty specific, and I kind of buy it. So one says... Um, Thinks both Seth and Flash are due to their best seasons yet. I believe that. This one's interesting. He thinks Shivers is the breakout player of not just the team, but the entire SEC. Said Morris has repped mostly quick hitters, dump-offs to running backs and tight ends, and crossing routes to help with the inexperienced O-line. He says Broderius Ham has been called for holding many times in camp. He's the projected starter at right tackle currently. The projected starter at left tackle, Austin Troxel. He says Trox would be clear-cut starter if he trusted him if he trusted his mobility more says he often uses his reach and arms instead of moving his feet with the defender and is passed up on blitzes he also said that Brahms has took the step needed obviously uh, the projected starter for Auburn's center there on the defensive side of the football uh, said the defense has created many turnovers in camp that's something that we haven't seen this Kevin Steele defense do um, but also have given up chunk plays in the passing game. I almost feel like that's a good thing. I feel like that's a net positive because I kind of trust the defense more than the chunk plays uh, coming on offense. So I think that's exciting. Uh, also said Puckett, Pritchett, Thompson Jr., and Domio will make themselves known game one and handy could turn into a dominant force before the season is over. So a lot of that is super positive, which is, um, which is good. It's all rumor. Not reporting any of that. Just... A credible poster on the on the message board. So wanted to put that out there and just kind of give y'all information. I, something to be excited about. Something to be excited about. The the offensive linemen, I definitely believe both of those things. It's just the reps thing. It's just the reps thing. And even though Troxel is a guy that's kind of been relevant in these competitions for the past few years, he just hasn't been extremely healthy through all of this. So the reps just haven't been there. Same with Rodarius Ham. I think he came in thinking he was going to be a guard at some point. So playing that tackle, I mean, your angles are different. Your hand placement's different. Your footwork's different. It's just 
it's tough, and it just takes time with a short off season. I mean, they've got you know what nine, eight or nine practices left to go. So hopefully they can figure uh, figure that out. Chad Morris adapting his passing patterns to the offensive line is something I don't know we would have seen last year. I think that is something that is big. I think that's something that's very important. It's all about you know when you have a quarterback like Bo Nix that we think what he's capable of in 2020. Can he adapt his style to what's blocking in front of him? If he needs to dump it out in three seconds every time, can he do that? He seems to have the mental capacity to do it. It's just tough. It's not easy to do that. you got to have faith that you know things are going to open up. You've got to read defenses quicker, react to things quicker. So we'll see. We'll see. The game just speeds up a little bit. I think he's going to be capable of doing it. We'll just have to see. We will have to see. Mentioned this on the show yesterday, but homefieldapparel.com. I mean... What they were able to do over the weekend as far as generating buzz for Auburn fans, it was so cool to see. It was absolutely cool to see. And I've got, you know, co-workers that came in like, dude, I'm jealous you got the home field Auburn's merch, the, the the swag. You know, he's like, mine's on the way. And uh, show me he's already ordered like four or five different things. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. You should too. I mean, they're the most comfortable shirts that we own now. Leah stole one of mine. If you mentioned it in the show yesterday, you heard me say that. But Homefield making premium vintage licensed college apparel. Um, and I, uh, I I just love the old timey obby that's on it. And I think it's uh, I think it's great. And also they're different colors. You know, my whole closet is gray or blue based on either, you know, Auburn stuff, Patriot stuff, or just kind of generic gray shirts. So I like that they had uh, orange options as well. So I think that's pretty cool. So unique historical design, incredibly comfortable. You can get 20% off your first purchase of any Auburn gear. Just use promo code Auburn at homefieldapparel.com. That's for 20% off. Use promo code Auburn at homefieldapparel.com. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, right here on Locked On Auburn, we're going to jump into what DJ Williams said to the media um, yesterday, just a quick reminder, tomorrow, Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer will join us for the weekly Ferg Friday. Those shows have done incredibly well. If you don't typically listen on a Friday, highly encourage you to tune in tomorrow. So, DJ Williams. So, l- l- let me preface this about DJ Williams. He, he did not look comfortable up there. So, a lot of these answers are very short. A lot of them are very direct. And I think we can read between the lines on some of this. So, I also don't want to read into some of the things that you could possibly use. You know, is he losing the job or anything like that? Because he he did not enjoy this process. Or if he did, it did not look like it. So, um, all right, he was asked about the running back battle in Chad Morris's offense. Listen for that familiar word. Play along with me. I bet you know what I'm talking about. Um, I mean, this year I feel like we're going to be very explosive. There it is. Getting the ball to the backs, like just from, you know, different routes and stuff like that. I mean, and looking at the battle for the running back room, I don't really see it as a battle. I mean, we're all family here to make each other better. So that's pretty good. Pretty good coach speak there, DJ. And if it's genuine, that's great. If it's genuine, that is great. If you don't see it as a battle, these guys are just in there uh, trying to get each other better. I think that's awesome. But uh, I think Sean Shivers is trying to win the battle. 
I think Tank is trying to win the job. So we'll see what that looks like. Justin Lee of the OA, uh, he asked about what Morris is doing with the running backs in the offense and in the passing game. He's a reporter in this clip uh, with, with a follow-up as well. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, just get, like getting the running back involved like a lot more, stuff like that. So I feel like that's going to help us tremendously. Does that, does that excite you? you it, it really does. It really does. Yeah, so, I mean, we've, we've heard this over and over and over again, right? Getting the running back involved in the passing game. And this is just such an interesting thing to me because you don't see this in high school and college football that much. And you see these guys get drafted, and it's like, awesome, this guy could be a great third down back. This guy could be great in the passing game. And it's like they've caught like six passes in their whole collegiate career. But a lot of guys get drafted just based on that upside. And especially when you look at a guy like Sean Shiver as an undersized guy, if he can prove his worth in the passing game, he will get drafted. He's got to prove it. But you just look at him as there's kind of this cliche thing when you see the smaller undersized back, and he's got the power. Now, will he have the power in the next level with the NFL? I don't know. I don't know. Does that all that translate? We'll have to see. But that quickness will. And his ability to kind of do things out of the backfield. I mean, he's going to get a lot of Darren Sproles comps. So I, I thought that was interesting. I thought that was interesting. A guy like that, you're going to have to prove that he can do things out of the backfield to transition to the next level. So we'll see. Um, all right. He talked about the team getting closer during the pandemic. And the only reason I'm about to play this is, uh, I, I'll tell you after. I think it's been, it's been, I mean, we treated it pretty well. I mean, it brought us closer, I feel like. So, I mean, you know, the hard things y'all go through together, I mean, y'all grow. So, I think it's been all right. Yeah, so I've been saying this over the past few weeks. Michael's agreed with me. Justin's agreed with me. Hopefully you've agreed with me. Uh, th- this team, it seems like no matter who the media gets the chance to talk to, it really seems like this team likes each other a ton. A ton. And obviously that's always important. This year, I think it's a little bit more important. And they, they talked with DJ about this a little bit. I don't have the audio for it. They talked with Roger McCreary later uh, about it as well. But you're kind of isolated. You've got to be with these people for pretty much your whole life right now. <laughs> so you need to like each other. You need to enjoy each other's company. And I know there's going to be a lot of college football programs that feel this way. And so like Auburn's not the only one where the team likes each other a ton. But I think that matters. I think that's going to put you in a different position at different points of the season than it would if, if you were just kind of okay with one another. I really get the vibe that this team is a family, and they absolutely adore each other. I think that's fantastic. All right, I think the highlight, the highlight of DJ Williams' presser, uh, Josh Vitale, friend of the show, Montgomery advertiser, he asked him what he did to train this offseason <laughs> that – <laughs> this is the best part. Uh, the, the most casual name drop uh, that you could possibly imagine. This is Josh Vitale talking in the clip. Um, I have. I did. Actually, I trained with some guys that I never thought I'd train with. So, I mean, it was pretty good. Just seeing different competition with the higher level. Who were some of those guys? Uh, uh, Sammy Watkins. What? Robert wow. Jackson. <laughs> it was pretty good. What did you guys kind of do? Just regular training or? Just training. I mean, seeing those guys speed make you want to go harder every single time. So, like, you know. What? He was training this offseason with Sammy Watkins? How did this not get out there? That's like when uh, during Jared Harper's press, it was like halfway through the season, and they're like, what'd you do this offseason to get better? And he's like, yeah, I trained with Dame Lillard. And everyone's like, wait, what? 
I thought that was awesome. I thought that was absolutely awesome. And he just said it so nonchalant. Like, yeah, I was training this offseason with Sammy Watkins. You get it, DJ. I absolutely loved that. That was I absolutely loved that. Um, all right. He also described the traits of his fellow running backs um, in the running back room. All this is kind of what we've been saying. And you guys can say that this doesn't matter. And that's fine. That's fine. But listen to who he talks about first. Um, I think, you know, we're all pretty valuable. Everybody has their own style, of course. I feel like my style is, like, you know, more downhill. Um, you know, Worm, you know, he getting on the outside, he's gone. I mean, Tank's the same way, but he can also run inside. And I feel like, I don't know, Mark's the same ways too. Like, he can run inside, and he also has speed. So, so the way the question was asked, he's going to answer about himself first, which makes sense. But then he goes to Sean Shivers. He goes to Sean Shivers first. And you can say, Zach, that doesn't matter. Maybe he's just closer with Shivers because they've been there the longest. That's fine. That's fine. But there's all these little things throughout this whole offseason where every little thing is pointed to Shivers. Every single one. It seems like. It seems like. Whether it's reading in between the lines or, you know, kind of hearing these reports like, we, you know, I read at the top of the show. And, you know, some are definitely more credible than others. Sure. But there is so much buzz about Sean Shivers. I think this show was the first to jump onto it. It's like, I think, I think Sean Shivers is your starting running back. I, I firmly believe that. And I'm not saying just one or two carries to start the game. Like, I think he's, I think Malzahn and Chad Morris are kind of, I think they're going to go into the season thinking Sean Shivers is their dude for the season. I, I really think it's that level. Maybe I'm overreacting. Let us know. Text or call 205-502-4285. But yeah, as far as the ability of what everybody's been talking about, I think think DJ described those guys kind of like we would. Um, You know, he can kind of do a little bit of everything, but he's your in-between-the-tackles guy. Mark Antony can kind of do both things. Shivers can hit the edge. Tank can do both things. So, you know, you, you, you like that. You like that each guy kind of has his role. You know what's expected of him. And hopefully they do a running back by committee type thing and we get to see three of these guys or so. So we'll see. Still going to be a big question as to who they let kind of leave behind. Like who is left by the pack. The fact that DJ Williams spoke to the media yesterday I think means something. Once again, am I overreacting to some of these little things? Maybe. Maybe so. 205-502-4285. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at rockauto.com. Guys, it has never been easier to buy auto parts for your car, truck, or SUV. You know, they're a network-wide sponsor, and it's been fun listening to other Locked On shows. Like, I've been tuning into Locked On College football every day, um, and, and if you haven't been doing that, please do so. More on that in just a moment. But the... Uh, the, the, the stories of like how rockauto.com has saved a lot of my colleagues a ton of money. The guy I host Locked On College with every Tuesday, Isaiah Hole, he hosts Locked On Wolverines. It saved him literally thousands of dollars. So do this. Do this, guys. Go to, go to rockauto.com and write Locked On Auburn in the How Did You Hear About Us box. It's a great service. Friendly staff if you need them. Uh, you probably won't even need them, though, because it's, uh, it's that intuitive. So, rockauto.com. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. 
Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Mentioned it just a second ago, though. Yeah, be sure to tune in to our daily national college football show. Different hosts throughout the network hosted every day. Like I said, I hosted every Tuesday. would really uh, mean a ton if you uh, listen to the Tuesday shows especially. But check it out every day. I listen to it on the way to work um, this morning. I thought uh, I think I think the folks throughout the network are doing a really good job. I think they're doing a fantastic job. All right, Roger McCreary spoke to the media yesterday. Uh, you know, the big question from a depth chart standpoint has been who's going to be the guy opposite Roger McCreary. Kevin Steele last week said it was a competition with five guys. I think it's really two, maybe three. If it's not Pritchett or Domeo, I'd be surprised. If And then if it wasn't Jalen Simpson after that, I'd be really, really shocked. I guess the fourth guy is um, Matthew Hill. And I don't know if the fifth guy would be Devin Barrett. I don't, I don't know who that fifth guy is. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, but here's Roger McCreary when asked about the other uh, cornerback spot. Um, each of the players I see each have their different technique to, to the game. And I think they will bring something good to the team. And it's a good competition between five of them, so I really don't know who will come out to be as a starter. Yeah, so I mean, he's not going to tell us, you know, who who looks the best on the other side of him, which is fine. But I do think his answer is interesting in the fact of him saying they all have different strengths. That stood out to me because we had that audio from Seth Williams talking about Domeo being a good off-ball corner. Is that what Steele wants? The steal one and off ball corner, the opposite side of Roger McCreary. We'll see. They like guys that punch you at the line of scrimmage and can run with you, kind of stay on your hip. We'll see what that looks like. Can he adjust? But I thought that was interesting. And I, I actually think, you know, when I first listened to it, I was like, eh, I'm going to put that in the podcast just because I think you have to. But I think you can read between the lines there a little bit. Once again, I may be overreacting, reading too much into it. That's fine. Uh, here on the show, we've been really high on Jordan Peters. I love Jordan Peters' game as a freshman. Got hurt last year. Sounds like he's back to normal or almost full speed. But he's still impacting this team. And according to McCreary, I mean, it sounds like he's a big leader. This was this was probably the longest answer of the day for Roger McCreary. And I think that's important. And I think that means something. Um, Jordan, um, he's the the real vet. I say out of the group, I say he's the one like our older brother who help us with everything that we don't know. That's the person who I ask for questions if I don't know anything. Um, Jordan, he's in a great spot to help out the team after his injury and everything. So I feel like it's gonna be great for him as as in, in the whole DBN group. Um, Jordan, I say is the leader. Like he he's the one who like helps the freshmen, the rookies, and everybody to understand everything, and um, he just let. Yeah, there's a follow-up question in there that I, that I cut out rather poorly. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. He was really excited to talk about Jordan Peters, and uh, that means something. What does that look like as far as Peters in the rotation? I don't know. I don't know, but I thought that was cool because, once again, I really, really like Jordan Peters. He also was asked about... Jamie and Sherwood, and um, very, very high praise, obviously. Wow, from Jamie and size, I believe, when I look at Jamie, I see Jamie can play all three positions. He can play, he can play cornerback, safety, linebacker, buck. Jamie, he got the size for every position. Like, that boy's a beast on the field. I look at him as, the, like, Isaiah Simmons because 
that's how great he is. He can do all those things. And I'm happy I'm playing on the side with him. So, interesting comparison. We've kind of been lumping Owen Papo into that role, the guy that can do anything. I would love to see Sherwood in different places on the field. I don't know if there's a need for that. I don't like look at the situation on defense and I'm like, I hope Sherwood plays linebackers on dime sets. Like I'd rather him be at safety. You know what I mean? Because Papo can play the, the the linebacker in a dime set when there's just one linebacker. I can't think of a scenario where I'd be like, cool, yeah, let's put Sherwood at Buck. Now, just having the physical ability to do that is awesome, and that's great, and it's valuable. And maybe every now and then you can kind of do something cool with it just to throw off the offense. Um, Kevin Steele obviously knows more about his players than I do. Kevin Steele obviously knows a lot more about a lot of things than I do. But I, I, I just wonder, versatility's good, but I wonder at what point, like, does its value curb off a little bit? And we'll have to see what that looks like. We've heard this all offseason, though, and it's really kind of peaked again towards the end of it ever since Kevin Steele, and, and this was part of the question that was asked to uh, to McCreary about Sherwood, but Kevin Steele saying that Sherwood's one of the best tacklers he's ever seen at the college level. And obviously that's valuable, and you can put that anywhere on the field. I mean, I think a lot of the times you would kind of want your linebacker to be the best tackler on the field, but there's certainly an argument for your safety, too. And if he's going to be all over the place... Hey, that's great. That's great. So I don't really know what to do with that response, with that answer, with that analysis from McCreary, but I know it's a good thing. I just don't know how good it is as far as impacting what's going to happen on the field. Because it, do you think, uh, serious, serious question here, 205-502-4285, do you think Sherwood will have multiple snaps a game, let's say three or four snaps a game, outside of one of the safety spots. I'm genuinely curious. And do you want to see that? And why? Because like, is he going to be a better pass rusher than, than Big Cat or Derek Call or a guy like Handy? Is he going to be a better linebacker than KJ or Chainsaw McClain or Owen Papo? I, I'd love your thoughts on this because I know guys get excited about guys kind of doing more than one thing, and they should be. I think that's fun. Um, but does it help Auburn win? I, I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know. That, that's interesting. That's interesting. Guys, if you missed yesterday's show, please check it out. Michael and I went over the uh, the top five things we still don't know this offseason. And it, it's done really well. It's probably one of the better starts of a, a show that we've done. So please check that out. And of course, tune in tomorrow for Ferg Friday, as Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer joins us, I think it's going to be a normal Friday thing. So we're just going to call it Ferg Friday. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. All right. Have a fantastic day, everyone. We will wrap up our week together tomorrow, right here on Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.